Have you ever felt it? That excitement, that hum that reaches into the very base of your stomach and makes your whole body feel alive? Well, your life can feel like that. Each week, I'll be sharing ways your personal wellness journey can lead you to a life that literally makes you hum. We'll be diving into all things nutrition, mindset, connection, spirituality and relationships to encourage you to be courageous and brave with your life and most importantly, unashamedly you. Together, let's find your hum. Welcome to episode six of Find Your Hum with me, Kirsty. Now, this is actually my second go of recording this episode. Unfortunately, I somehow totally lost the first one. So hopefully um, this one goes a little smoother and we're just going to put it down to uh, Mercury retrograde because that's the kind of stuff that happens. Now, this week I'm going solo, exploring men's health as June is Men's Health Month. Now, for all my female listeners, please don't turn off. I really think that understanding the health of your partner, your sons, your brothers, or really any male person in your life is important. Unfortunately, men are not the best at realizing when they may need help in their health. And sorry for my male listeners, I know this is a generalization, but for the most part, I do think it's true. The goal of Men's Health Month is to heighten the awareness of preventable health problems and encourage early detection and treatment of disease among men and boys. So I would like to do my part in raising the awareness of some of the health problems that exist and what we can do about them. But please remember, the information I provide is generalised and should not be taken as actual medical advice. If you would like to discuss a particular health concern in more detail, you can find the link to my website in the show notes or speak with another health practitioner. Today, I'm going to cover why you need to be conscious of your levels of testosterone, what can cause and impact the decrease in testosterone, and ways in which you can support healthy levels of testosterone. Testosterone is the hormone we all look to when assessing men's health. And not for the reasons you would suspect. Yes, testosterone has very significant effects on reproduction, but also plays a key and vital role in better muscle strength, better muscle gains, faster metabolism, fat loss, more energy, better sleep, improved sexual performance, and protection against health problems like heart attacks, colon and prostate cancers. 95% of male testosterone is made in Leydig cells in the testes, with the remaining 5% made in the peripheries, so your arms and your legs, through converting androgens made in the adrenal glands. The age-related decline in testosterone is completely normal, however, not to the extent we have begun to see it. What compounds this decline is the level at which testosterone was at when it started its decline. If this was at optimal level as men's headed through their 30s and into their 40s, the decline would not be as noticeable. The sad fact is, like many female hormonal issues, a suboptimal level of testosterone is becoming far too common in males today. And it's not something that is just reserved for those in their middle ages. There are more incidents of teens and blokes in their 20s having suboptimal levels which can have effects on their development and cause further problems in their later years. The medical term for testosterone deficiency is andropause. This is diagnosed with the presence of three sexual symptoms and a combined total testosterone level of less than 11 
nanomole per litre and free testosterone of less than 220 pmol per litre. Andropause has also been coined as male menopause. Unlike menopause, where hormones decline rapidly, testosterone decreases slowly over time. Generally, this affects men over 70, with 30% experiencing andropause. But what is of concern is that 7% of men between 40 and 50 had testosterone deficiency. Now, these figures were 20 years old, so I would say that 7% has definitely risen. However, like any hormonal imbalance, you don't have to have a deficiency to know something isn't right. If your hormones are not at optimal level, you will be left feeling quite ropey. What's the common known symptoms of low testosterone are usually of the sexual kind, so like low libido or erectile dysfunction. Men can also experience fatigue, weight gain, reduced muscle mass or strength, poor sleep and decreased moods. The more serious effects of testosterone deficiency can be osteoporosis, dementia, cardiovascular disease and prostate problems. So let's explore more of how testosterone can affect men's health. I'm going to start with muscle mass. It is well known that testosterone is associated with lean body mass and muscle strength. When testosterone is low, then you may notice some undesirable changes in your body composition and strength. This is due in part to the effect that testosterone has on our fat cells and our skeletal muscle receptors. Testosterone binds to these and it helps stimulate fat breakdown and helps to make proteins which make our muscles. Add in the estrogen aromatization, which I'll explain in just a bit, and this causes an increase in estrogen and it can be seen with those increased fat deposits in what are generally considered female areas. So the fat tends to increase unproportionately in areas such as the lower tummy, the love handles, and also the breasts. This is where the term man boobs come from. We joke about it, but it can be a very telling sign that your testosterone may be a little low. Estrogen is a proliferative hormone, meaning it helps things grow and multiply. When the balance is thrown out by either an increase in estrogen or a decrease in testosterone, this can lead to increased levels of strome cells in the prostate. Now this results in an enlarged prostate. When you understand that estrogen levels can increase with increases in body fat, it is easy to see how men living in the Western world, eating a modern Western diet with reduced daily movement, are more at risk for prostate problems than their Eastern counterparts. Not having as much time for exercise and movement, increased stress and a diet lacking in nutrients can all throw out this important balance. This is not the only possible cause, but it is one that we can definitely make modifications to. What I think is one of the most important aspects of maintaining healthy, optimal levels of testosterone is the effect that it can have on mood, memory, fatigue, and sleep. Mental health is often a taboo subject in our world, and more so with men. Luckily, this is changing, but we still have a long way to go. If we are seeing a decline in testosterone in men, this could be feeding through to the way that they show up in the world. I really do think that one of the most underrated symptoms of testosterone decline is mood. It can really have a huge effect on the quality of life of men. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail with regards to dopamine and serotonin, so if you want more of those, head back to episode 2, The Gut and Your Mental Health, where I do explore them in much more detail. But I am going to explain how testosterone levels can alter these neurotransmitters.
Dopamine is related to the reward center of the brain and also our mood, learning, motor control, motivation, and memory. Low dopamine therefore results in poor memory, a high level of fatigue, muscle motor control issues like Parkinson's, and an increase in addictions and cravings as we try and chase that high that dopamine would normally give us. So this can result in addictions to drugs, alcohol, sugar, gambling, sex, gaming, those kind of things. Our hormones play a part in ensuring our dopamine is optimal. Estrogen helps facilitate dopamine transmission. That means it helps dopamine talk to the parts of the brain that we want it to. It helps dopamine in our working memory, our reward center, movement, and feeling motivated. This is generally usually more of a problem for women, but I wanted to put it in here so you can understand that males also need this hormone. And even though we don't want their testosterone-estrogen ratio to become unbalanced, this hormone isn't all bad. Now, Particularly for you guys, testosterone has been shown to keep dopamine around for longer, allowing you to ride that feel-good wave for just a little bit longer as it helps with transporting dopamine. This is particularly important for guys to consider. Could this be why you are struggling with low moods, decreased memory, lack of enthusiasm? It's definitely something to think about. It could be a sign that you are low in testosterone. Now let's talk serotonin, our happy hormone. Tryptophan, an amino acid we obtain from our food, can go down one of two pathways. It can make serotonin, a happy hormone, or it can go down the chineurinin pathway to hopefully contribute to our energy levels through the production of NAD. This is a cofactor that we need to produce energy. If something happens to throw this balance out, your body can push more tryptophan down the chineurinin pathway and you'll make less serotonin. Estrogen excess, high stress and inflammation can all push tryptophan away from making serotonin. You're probably thinking, well, that's not too bad. Sure, I'll be a little less happy, but I'll have more energy. Well, unfortunately, this is not the case. I did say tryptophan would head down the chineurinin pathway and hopefully make NAD, but this is not always the case. The chineurinin NAD pathway can also go wrong, especially if you're low in B6 and this will lead to less NAD. So now you have low mood and low energy, and the less desirable outcome of the chineurinin pathway is more inflammation within the body. Serotonin doesn't just contribute to your mood. It is also important for helping us to sleep, regulating our appetites, and also has a major role to play in our perception of pain. So it's important that we keep that testosterone-estrogen ratio in check. A couple of other ways that testosterone can impact our brains are through feelings of fear and our memories. When there is adequate levels of testosterone, it results in a decrease in the feelings of fear produced in our brains. So if you've noticed you are starting to say no to adventures or new things, becoming a little less social, or generally just feeling more fearful, it might be a case of a lower than optimal level of testosterone. It has also been shown that good levels of testosterone will decrease the chance of getting dementia plaques. When testosterone decreases below these good levels, mild cognitive impairment, visual spatial issues, and a decrease in working memory can be the result. So let's have a look at what causes decreased levels of testosterone. I find it's always really helpful to understand as this makes it easier to begin to reverse the decline. So a decrease in testosterone may come from a decrease in the actual function of the testes. 
so they're not able to actually produce the level of testosterone needed. It may have to do with a disruption to the hypothalamic pituitary axis. This is a cascade of messages that begin in the brain and work their way down to the testes. It starts with the hypothalaminus, signaling to the pituitary gland at the base of our brain to release HCG. And then the HCG communicates to the cells in the testes to produce testosterone. Now you don't need to understand the terminology, just that if anything disrupts this communication or sends the wrong messages, the brain won't be able to talk to the testes or give them the right information. There could also be an increase in sex hormone binding globulin, which means you could be making optimal amounts, but this pesky little bugger could be making it inactive. Or, as I spoke about before, an increase in testosterone aromatization. Now, this is where fat tissue in the body actually uses testosterone and converts it into estrogen. So it's a bit of a double whammy. It's taking testosterone out of circulation and it's putting estrogen back into circulation. There's also been some discussion around testosterone receptors in areas like the liver, the brain and the prostate. If these decline, then testosterone that is being produced has nowhere to go and it can't be active within our bodies. There are ways to test and determine if one of these areas are the problem spots for you. Once this is understood, we can then work to reverse, halt or slow down the decline in testosterone. Now, testosterone works on a circadian rhythm, which means sort of like a daily rhythm, up in the morning, down at night. So the best times to test are between 7am and 11am. As well as total and free testosterone, finding out your levels of luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone are also important because this will help us see if there's a problem with that hypothalamic pituitary axis I spoke about earlier. Images of the pituitary gland can also be taken to ensure structurally this gland is in tip-top shape. Like most women with hormone irregularities, most men won't have a particular condition, which means they won't meet the official criteria of andropause. They will have suboptimal levels of testosterone, which is what will be causing their symptoms. Suboptimal means not low enough to be considered a medically diagnosed condition, but low enough to leave you feeling a little less than your best. This is when further testing or working with a natural health practitioner can really help. Being the little detectives we are, we want to know why you're experiencing these symptoms and we really want to help you feel amazing again. Now, some factors that contribute to the decline in testosterone include lifestyle, medication, diet, stress, and comorbid illnesses like type 2 diabetes. When we think about this list, it is easy to see how this is becoming a problem and that how it would not have almost existed 100 years ago. So let's dive a little into each. Lifestyle is a big one. We certainly don't move as much as we used to. And this, in my opinion, has impacted men a lot. There has been a decline in manual labour jobs that men were traditionally employed in. And there is now a lot more time spent at desks and commuting to and from work. Work hours are increasingly leaving less time to enjoy leisure activities and even structured exercise time. I spoke about how testosterone can decrease muscle mass and strength. Well, exercise can also help increase testosterone. Importantly, the more muscle mass you have, the more testosterone you can make. This has to coincide with a decrease in body fat. I've mentioned it a couple of times now, but those fat cells do lead to increases in estrogen in men and can throw out the balance of testosterone. 
You might have great levels of testosterone, but if the ratio with estrogen is out of whack, you can still experience some of these symptoms. So look to do some physical activity that promotes muscle strength coupled with high-intensity interval training, which has been shown to raise testosterone levels. Those who do long periods of endurance training as their sole form of exercise, such as running or cycling for hours, will not be helping their testosterone levels, as chronic endurance exercise has been shown to decrease testosterone. So make sure you are adding in some resistance training and some high-intensity interval training to balance this out. Adding to the lack of movement, our culture is increasingly built around alcohol and in amounts that aren't very healthy. And also, we need to add in stress. I personally think this is a big one, and one that is probably underaddressed in males, as they don't really like to admit to not being able to handle things. This stress can be psychological or physical. It has been shown that any form of chronic stress, from prolonged psychological stress, like the type you experience during relationship breakdowns or financial worries, depression through to physical stress, like you get from chronic diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis or type 2 diabetes, and even like I just spoke about, the chronic stress that endurance athletes undergo, or even stress that happens with long-term exposure to some chemicals. This all decreases the bioavailable testosterone that the body can use. This is because cortisol, our stress hormone, impacts the body's hypothalamic pituitary axis, the one that communicates between the brain and the testes. And this can lead to a decrease in testosterone being made. Finding healthy ways to relieve stress is just as important for men as it is for us females. Understanding when you feel stressed, what makes you stressed, and how to effectively navigate your stress can be such a simple fix. But like many simple things, they aren't always the easiest. And I must say, this is where I find the biggest challenge for men. I could totally dive down a rabbit hole here, but I think I'll leave that for another episode. Just know that asking for help in any area of your life is not a weakness. We used to live in tribes for a reason, for the support. Medications are also a major differing factor between males now and males 100 years ago. Certain medications can have an effect on the testosterone being produced. These include antifungal treatments, sedatives that assist us with sleeping, antihypertensives for high blood pressure, and antipsychotics. I would say that most of these style of drugs were not even around 100 years ago, let alone being prescribed to the extent they are today. But know that if you are on one of these medications, it's not all doom and gloom. I have seen improvements in testosterone through working to reduce these medications, as well as working to increase overall testosterone. I have spoken about the role of increased fat cells in throwing out the testosterone-estrogen ratio a few times now, but there is another way fat tissue can impact testosterone. Fat tissue, when it's inflamed, induces an insulin-resistant state, This is when the cells become resistant to the insulin produced in the body and this increases that pesky aromatization. So we're turning more testosterone into estrogen. This then feeds back to the pituitary which decreases the hormones needed to signal to the testes to produce testosterone, resulting in less testosterone. And as I've said before, when we have lower testosterone, we have a lower ability to break down fat. So it is a bit of a vicious cycle. Much of this is diet and lifestyle related. 
poor glycemic control and insulin resistance has a lot to do with the type of food and drinks that are consumed and the amount of exercise and general movement we do. When clients come and see me, one of the most common underlying drivers I see is a lack of nutrients in their diets, and this would be playing a huge role in the production of testosterone. The key one being zinc, as this is super important for the production of testosterone and often deficient in men. Antioxidants such as vitamin C, vitamin E, selenium, and CoQ10 are often deficient as well. We get all of these from our food, from our fresh vegetables and fruits. Reducing the amount of processed and inflammatory food and drinks and replacing them with food as close to what nature provided as possible can be another one of those really simple wins for helping you increase testosterone. Again, it may not always be the easiest, but start with making small changes. And if you need help, reach out. Work with someone that can help you fit the changes you need to into your life. Okay, lastly, get outside. A deficiency of vitamin D, which we get from the sun, has been linked to low testosterone. This is because a lack of vitamin D can lead to a reduced production of testosterone. Now, a super simple and easy way to boost your testosterone is just go out and get some sun on your skin, and not to mention the benefits that it gives you in the stress department. And although I can't find the study now, I thought I would leave you with a bit of a fun fact to finish off. Now, I do remember learning something about this at uni, and it's to do with the increased vitamin D absorption through the exposure to sun directly onto the testes. So if you're feeling a little risque, you could also try that method of increasing your vitamin D. Just be very mindful of the length of exposure. Cheers for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Hum. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh, and tell your mates about it.